Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Couch Potato Sports Report here. Mo Betta, T-Bird, and the other guy, OG, and Drew. Good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Good, good. Good, good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this? Like, we're in a smoky room drinking cognac. That was a very mm-hmm. loaded chuckle there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thanks for joining us tonight here live, Mission Road Studio, 6 o'clock. Every Friday, we're here to talk sports. Let's start it off, guys. Last night was the draft. The Hawks pick. What was his name? AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin from Duke. What? Why you got to say it like well, that? Well, he's huh? six six, seven seven foot wingspan. I get it. He's a great shooter, high percentage on the three point. But I'm seeing so much about in terms of the liability on defense is not particularly high basketball IQ and just prone to turnovers. Uh, not really good defensively out of position. I, I would have expected them to do a little bit of something different with the draft pick, maybe, and, and trade it for something better. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm not impressed. What about you guys, OG? I I thought I think he's going to help uh, the defense. I mean, that's obviously a, a glaring weakness of the Hawks, and I mean, certainly the wingspan helps. But but he's a he's just as almost an equally defensive minded player. And he's a solid scoring option, a, a much needed, almost potential number two to help take the workload off Trey. I don't even think he got, did he even play that much? I know he played in the tournament, but does he even have the resume to really kind of transition to as an immediate impact player at the NBA level, T-Bird? Well, he thought he was going to go higher, you know. So, really? Uh, yeah, he he was a little disappointed, but you know what? Guys, I just don't know because number one, Nate don't play rookies. If True, it, you know. So I don't even know why we put so much into it when you're not going to play the rookie anyway. Is he going straight to the G League? You know, uh, we say we need help. Then you need to draft somebody where we need help at, mm-hmm. and put him in there and let him help. You know. Um, I, I don't think this draft was particularly a great draft, but uh, I still think that they probably going to make some moves. You know, they was the speculation was about we're going to trade John Collins. Gonna, they didn't trade him. <clears throat> I'm glad. I still think he has such a great upside. But you got to find some, some punch somewhere, people that can put the ball in the basket. I'm going to say that over and over. And – they got to be able to defend. So is that a two-way player? That's what they call a two-way player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have no idea what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, from our draft last night, wasn't hyped up, wasn't this and that. And so it remains to be seen where, where we go with this pick. Well, we've got – so we've got the core with John Collins and with um, Trey. Bradley Beal opted out of his contract. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie is looking to move around. Yeah. Can we can we find a veteran score to add to this core to really kind of create a a, a contender, OG? But but I I think we need to find somebody that can play today, like right now, and, so and add some big value. But with some of these draft picks, are we drafting more of what we already have in in John Collins and Trey? And and I mean, we got shooting guard, we got play. I, Let's get but some. They're, but they're not getting the job done. 
that's why they talking about maybe moving Herder and uh, Herder and uh, I don't know if it was Bogey I heard in the news. I know they was talking about Herder going somewhere possibly. Now the GM's job is to work the phones. <clears throat> you always listen to calls and you and you call people seeing if you can get something. So I'm, I agree with you, Drew. We got to get people to put the ball in the basket right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear nothing about three or four years from now. That ain't what we trying to do. We trying to win right now. And they're going to have to go find some people. That's their charge. They're going to have to go find some people that can win and put the ball in the basket right now and play defense. You're starting to sound like a 76ers fan, Seabird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust the process. Is that what we're going to hear next? <laughs> no, isn't no, isn't no, that no. kind of where we started when but, we when, when Trey came to – who was it? Who was the coach before before Nate, the guy that got fired? Oh, Pierce. Um, there wasn't that he, he came from, he came from the 76ers and it's kind of was like, he was going to be this magician who was going to trust the process and build a team from the ground up. Is that still the mentality? No, no. Right now you got to find players now. So whether you need to take that pick and put it with the 51st pick that you got last night that nobody knows who that <laughs> is. And you got to put that together maybe with another future pick or something and go get a legitimate score. Something, you know, you got, you got to get something for now because this is your window now. Right. And and Trey is, I I mean, certainly a superstar in the league and just has that, that it factor, that scoring it factor. How much pressure do you think needs to be put on Nate to, utilize these young draft picks and these young guys, you know, coming through the ranks that we drafted last year. And like, how much pressure should Nate feel about getting these guys involved? He need to feel it because you got Jalen Johnson over there that needs to play right now. You need to put him in your rotation and play him right now and get rid of Gordy Ding. Why he on the team? I never know. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, Nate, he got to change with what's going on right now. And he ain't got time to say, I don't play rookies. He may not be here. Is that a concern that you have a coach that doesn't seem to be able to adjust to yes, the needs of the that's team? A, that's a concern for me because the league ain't like it was 10, 15 years ago where you could do that. These teams want to win now. And you, how are you going to develop your players if you don't never play them? Right. Their mindset when they in the G League playing ain't the same mindset that they got when they playing in the NBA. I mean, you gotta you gotta put Jalen Johnson in. He needs to be if you you gotta say I'm more knowing him a starter, or if he ain't, he gotta be the sixth man. Yeah. So you mentioned it, Tipper. This draft was a little bit of a yawner. OG, was there anyone that kind of stood out in terms of had a good pick, or your or the team um, made the most of their pick? I I like the Cavs pick at fourteen. Um, they got. To, guy from from Kansas. I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. Uh, I think at least for the Cavs, he I mean, that was a good pick for exactly what they needed. But I guess looking at the draft kind of taking a step back, a lot of smaller players, you know, a lot of guards went off the board early, very few big men, uh, very few centers, which I, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. But um, in the first round, I think there were only two centers that got drafted. Wow. And several international players i was a little surprised at how many international players got uh but 
I guess everybody wants the next. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the international yeah. players came in at the end. They they uh, they had two or three players from Serbia. You know, that's where. No, what's his name? Nokler. Yeah, Jokic. Uh, yeah, and the guy has got the same name. Came from the same team. Wow, that's crazy. But like at draft pick eleven, the Knicks. They got a guy from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I mean, it was several picks later, but you know, a couple G leaguers got, and then. 27 I mean, yeah like you said the 27th guy nikola jovic yeah and then in this really in the second round that's where several i mean five six seven yeah. uh international players really well went. see when when you get out of the first round the first round is all guaranteed money when you get into the second round you don't know if you're gonna make the team or not that's not guaranteed money it's only mm-hmm. two rounds and uh so a lot of those they call them stash picks what they're gonna do is they're gonna take them some of them may be, uh, they may play overseas, but they got the rights to them. They may play in the G League, you know. Uh, the, uh, the NBA draft, to me, you don't know, you don't really know the players now because they don't stay in college. Mm-hmm. You know, if they stay in college four years, you'll know who the players are, but you don't know. Was our pick, AJ, was he a, a sophomore? I don't know. He played. He came from Duke. Then we had Ryan Rollins. You know who that is? Ooh. I think he came from Duke as well. So you see what I'm saying? They they don't. They either come out of their freshman or sophomore year, mm-hmm. and you we're just, not we're not invested in. I get it on paper that the Hawks pick um, is a desirable size six six two twenty or so with that wingspan. It'd be a good fit on the wing, spread the defense. He won't play. And, and that's just, that's just mind blowing to me. So it's, it's, I, I would imagine he might've been a little disappointed thinking I'm coming to the Hawks. I'm going to sit on the bench because my coach is not going to play me because I'm a rookie. Yeah. I, I think that's um, terrible. And it I, makes no sense. It, it, it doesn't at all. How did, how can you tell your fans? Yeah. We went and got this help. But he ain't going to help because he ain't going to play. How's he going to play? And how is he getting the practical experience to be able to impact the team when he does play? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you I'm telling you, you got to win now. And I'm going to tell you, if Nate don't get out to a good start, Nate may not make half the season, in my opinion. I hope not. I mean, I, I, I never wanted him to become the head coach. Mm-hmm. I didn't. He was, he was hesitant at first because I think he knew. This really wasn't. Um, he wanted to be an assistant and just. Yeah, and, and he. I don't think that he has the the knowledge and the leadership and the and the and the the vision to put together a coaching staff and a team that really can be a contender. Not not to say that he's a bad coach because obviously he coached those boys up when the mm. previous when he had to step in his interim. But I just I don't I don't I don't think he's head coach material. Well. I don't know if he makes adjustments um, in the correct order. I really don't like the way he uses his bench. The the I I, I don't know. And I he's I very hands I, off, and that's just weird to me as a, as a coach. I ain't trying to harp on Nate. I mean, I just don't know, man. We we right there. We on the cusp, and we need to make the right turn. And I'm glad that they didn't trade the core away. You know, hmm. I don't know why they so hot, hot on trading John Collins. I mean, John Collins is 24 years old, 24. 
and you drafted him out of Wake Forest as a high draft pick. He's he's giving you everything that he can get. He can't help. He got hurt, mm -hmm. but he's twenty four now. If he was twenty eight, okay, but he's twenty four. So I don't know. Uh, OG, what you got on some more people in the draft? I know the Ivy kid, you know, came out. His mom is the uh, the coach at Notre Dame, mm -hmm. and I know that was a big moment on the show last right. night. Right. Um, so it's. There's some players out there that we just really don't know who they are. Yeah, there's a nice mix of of where these folks came from. It's not just from you know Kansas and and you know all the all the big name schools. However, I just want to put out there uh, T Bird's favorite uh, college team, the Duke Blue Devils, had five players drafted in the first forty six <laughs> yeah, picks. Yeah. Um, just just saying not saying just saying <laughs> um but yeah we've got a nice mix up and, and not necessarily basketball powerhouses i mean iowa auburn you know you could go either way uh baylor's you know on the men's side at least is is not necessarily a known powerhouse santa clara memphis i mean so it's i'm glad to see the mix of talent uh at the you know that the got drafted it, look, it looks straight like scouts just looked at the 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 tournament and just pick from pick from there and then and pick the top players who perform well yeah and because there are really no big names right um I, I was listening to espn i was flicking back and forth from espn abc trying to get the take i want to tell monica mcnutt i said hello anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> oh boy anyway Oh, uh, what's his name? Jay Billis. You know, he, you could just tell, you know, how, he was saying the same thing about almost every player. You know, when mm. they describe the player, what it is and that. It's hard to do that because basketball is such a sport to where all the guys are basically, especially the wings, they're basically doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to say? Oh, he's got a good upside. <laughs> oh, uh, he, 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 he's got good handles. I mean, that, that was, he, Jay didn't really look like he was into it last night because he just really didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Right. But, but is, is that partly because the, in, in college you can be one and done and we just, we don't I have a so. lot of, of vision onto I, these yeah, people. I think so. That's, that's gotta be it. I, I still remember Carmelo, you know, college, they used to college just for four years. And then, you know, the next week or whatever, he declared for the draft. <laughs> right. the, all, of, all them cats, it's all about the money. That That's why it's like they were saying last night, and this is so true. If he make it, grandmama happy, mm -hmm. mama happy, the kids happy, everybody happy because everybody finna get paid. Everybody finna eat. That's right. And that's why they... You know they they and the, granted the kids have worked hard and the parents have sacrificed, you know taking them to AAU doing all the road stuff and that's why they all happy that's you know and they kept mentioning that later night all these these kids have been most of them have been playing basketball their whole lives and that's all they did mm -hmm. and you know what man that I mean you mentioned job him job what's that right <laughs> yeah. what you got this. Um, in defense of uh, Carmelo Anthony, um, he did win the national championship. So, what's he supposed to do after that? Write a paper report? Like, come on. 
I, I mean, you try I just, to win another one. Yeah, I mean, you try yeah, to man. try to win another. I, but one. again, it, show off. Like, come on. But it's about the money because it's I mean, all he about the money. he clearly made his statement about oh, it's for four years, and you know, I mean, th- that's pretty telling. Hey, I'm gonna come back and stick it out. But then, man, that that the lure of the dollar. Let that, me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. Do you think I went to college to to learn English? Or do you think I went to college? No, I went to college so I can. Make better money. Yeah, but you had to Everybody go four goes, years. I mean, not okay. all of us had to go four years, but yeah. Well, you went three years. I mean. What I'm saying is, is yeah, everybody goes to college for the money. Yes. His job just wasn't the same as his degree. But so I, I, I don't knock him. He's he missing the point. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm making the point. No, no you're no, missing no, 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 the no. point. My point you. is, my point is, for him and what's best for him, you went is if he has a chance to win a lotto ticket that he's been paying for for the last eighteen no, years. No, no, that's different. Then he should. You went just to college. You went to college for a career. Yeah, he went to college to to make money, which I, I'm it's not blaming career. the guy. His career just happens to be shorter than mine. He should have just went to college. I mean, went to the NBA straight out of high school. Okay, well, that's I mean, what he should have did. Well, I don't. I don't think. I think they. No, they didn't. No, change, you they can do it. Last, no, that was then. You can still do it. They changed. They changed that rule. It was one year, at least one year outside of high school before you you're Correct. eligible for the draft. Yeah, and, and they changed it actually that year because it was uh, LeBron was the last high school. Okay, well yeah. they're making you go one year. You got to understand. Look how much better basketball was when the kids stayed in college for four years. Mm-hmm. The, the the brand of basketball was so much better. Now, then nobody even know who Jordan Poole was because he'd been in the G League for a couple of years and he had to develop more. You understand? And Man, I, I, all I got to say is Dr. J. What about him? He was one of the greatest high schoolers of all time. One of the great. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a small handful of folks that either went straight from high school, like Kobe, if, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. There's only a few that can do it. But, but if they're that good to be to even be in the conversation for that. I mean, he can. He still made the money to wait. Carmelo wouldn't have been. Carmelo wouldn't have been. Carmelo wouldn't have been. Probably, probably not. Been. We, look, not, we look at the list every single year of folks that are that are one and done and enter the draft, and how the percentage of folks that wash out or or just don't do anything in their NBA is incredibly high because of the development. They're That's right. kids. They're still kids. A lot of these first rounders that you saw. How many yeah. is it? Thirty-two first rounders. I mean, thirty. It's thirty first rounders. Out of them 31st rounders in five years, half up and won't even be in the league. I mean, right. every year there's only 64 new jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's I'm 32 teams. They got two rounds. There's only 64 new jobs anyway. So if they if that draft happens to be their draft, so be it. I'm never mad at these guys for making a couple bucks. Hey, man. No, no we're not mad. Like selling insurance. Like, come yeah, on. We're we're not, not, no, we're not. I'm not yeah. mad at them. I'm just saying that the brand of basketball that we're getting is because they're not developing their skills more in college. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. And and we you look at Remo? it. Yeah, I, I remember. Was it Kenny Anderson? He played for Tech, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember when he decided to declare and he was had a press conference and he was boohoo and he was crying? It was yeah. the toughest decision. Because it was a different era. It meant something to to make your mark at the collegiate level. Now it just seems like college is an inconvenience. It seems like it's a barrier yes, to them right. getting to the Amen. NBA. Right. And it and to me it it's bothersome because the mentality is Oh, I'm ready. No, you're not. Right. A lot of these players think more of themselves than they really are in terms right. of their talent level. And they're not giving themselves the opportunities to truly develop into 
a multi-dimensional player. So they're one-dimensional. You can score, so you can dribble like Steph. But I got gotcha. you. Can you create your own shot? Can you make your team better? Can you carry a team? All all these things that can't be proven if you don't have anything under your resume. That's why the draft was so boring because you got these one. Their resume was a paragraph long. That's right. It's one and done. And and what they talk about now is uh, he can create spacing. I'm so sick of that. That's, that's a step back. That's called a step back. So basically, basically, you can stand around good. That, that's right. You can create. You know, he's good. You you can use. He's good for spacing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, come on, come on, Mo, come on with it. All right, we're gonna take a break, folks, and when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about women. Can they lead in professional sports? Y'all say with us here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Report. We are back here on the Council Tech Sports Report live at Mission Rose Studios in Cartersville, Georgia. It's Mo Better. I'm here with T Bird. Yo, yo. And OG. And the host. And <laughs> that's OG, boy. He cooler than all outdoors. Cooler than the polar bear's toenails. <laughs> Tie roll, guys. Yeah. Tie roll. T uh, Bird, you mentioned something during the break that you want to talk yeah, about real I, quick. I, uh, going back a little bit to the first segment. Uh, Travis Slink, the Hawks, used to be GM, is now the president of basketball operations. And then they bring in this other cat that was the assistant GM as the GM. What is that move about and why is it made now? That's an interesting question. It really seems, you know. I I, I don't understand that. I mean, Travis said that he was going to fix this problem, but then he brings in the assistant GM to take over as the GM. I, I don't understand what's what's going on here. Uh, it, it sounds like some grooming is going on, but nobody got time for you to be nah, learning we, on the job. It's time to win, right? Yes. Nobody needs to be learning and, and training while we need you to come in here and make some make some good picks. And That's make some right. Good moves. It's time to win. And normally, when you bring up something like that, hey, we want to you know new faces and friends and fix the problem. Well, you can't bring back people that were part of the problem. Well. You know, Travis, that's, you know, Travis came in and he did do some good things, but you need to keep doing the good things that, you know, you said you was going to do it. We don't even know who this cat is. I don't even know who he is. All I'm saying is we should have wrote it out with Danny Ferry. I'm just saying. I, I like Ferry too. Yeah. I know, I know he, I, I I know he had some comments yeah, that yeah. were not in the best light. I didn't think he deserved to be fired. No, they let him, let him go, you know, suspend him for a couple of weeks or something. But yeah. that, that was again i think ferry was headed in he the was right headed direction. in the right direction and, and again we shot ourselves in the foot um the front office is important when it comes to these sports teams leadership um having people in position to make decisions about the type of players that are co- going to come to the organization is important uh the Suns made a big statement they hired the first woman of color as assistant gm um and it got me to thinking um you don't see a lot of women in men's professional sports 
Uh, I had a friend, uh, my best friend, she used to cover sports for a TV station up in uh, Cleveland. And she would have to go into the locker room at the games. And the guys would just walk around, no towels, all that. And she said she really had to learn and train herself not to stare or or have her mouth hanging open or blush. (laughs) Um, but but again, it's it's it there seems to be a, a line of demarcation when it comes to women being quote allowed into these spaces but do you really think a a woman can effectively lead a men's major professional sport be honest first of all i want to say she had her mouth open mo (laughs) do you know look you know what goes on in men's locker room okay think about cam newton's statement a couple years ago with that report like he kind of like kind of scoffed and mocked her and and because she was a woman, she doesn't know enough about like, but look at Aaron Andrews, one of the, yeah, probably one yeah. of the smartest kind of football IQ, um, you know, announcers or, or you know, uh, TV people. Mm-hmm. Like she's earned her cred, but there's not, a, I, I agree, there's not enough of that. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that women have brought so much to sports. I, okay, Mo, let's just talk about it. Can she lead? Yes, uh, I think they can lead. You know why? Because the men, what about all the men that lead these teams and the teams are crap? Right. What about that? Okay. Let's, let's take how much women have changed the, the, the format of, uh, um, sports in journal with sports talk Mo. I mean, that that's a leadership role that she got right there to drive this show. Mm-hmm. I think she does an outstanding yeah. job. Thank you, okay. So when you, when you look at, um, uh, Molly Quinn, okay, the way she drives that show. Look at the girl on NFL Network. And see, they know that the women are appealing too. Number one, they got the beautiful women on there talking with the guys. And the woman brings just a different total perspective to whatever they're doing. When the women interview the guys after they won uh, the World Series, I just, I, I think, I like that inclusiveness. I, 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 I just like it, and I think that why not give a, a lady with the basketball IQ a chance to lead? You know, they they got the uh, who's that? The Marlins got the the female GM. Yeah, you know, so I think we we got to get away from um, the, the, the do I call it sexism? Mm-hmm. We we got to get away from that. And that you put the person in there that you think can lead this organization. I don't care if it's a squirrel. If the squirrel can lead the organization and we win, let the squirrel lead. I think we need kind of a a new version of the Rooney rule um, for for interviewing NFL head coach. Same thing with with Rooney rule ain't crap. Look, it its intention is good. It may not be effective, but it the intention is good. But okay. but let's let's think about it. like Don Staley. You think you think it matters if she she coaches men or women no no and do, you, do you think an nba team would hire her og i think don staley could lead some men i think don staley doesn't take any crap from anybody that's exactly what i'm talking and, about right there if she was a softy and a i don't think it would work but don staley like even the former legend pat summit i think she could lead some men yeah she was a man herself <laughs> see, see i knew it was, i knew it was coming i'm sorry you know what i caught you a little i caught you a little comment when you said these beautiful women sit beside it if they look like Brittany griner this would be a totally different conversation oh. 
I'm sure it, it doesn't I, hurt. I didn't mean it like that, y'all. I, I, I didn't I heard mean it. Like it doesn't hurt that they're very attractive. I mean, nobody wants to look at all middle-aged men or former athletes. That's 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 right. And, and well, let's just tell the truth. I mean, you know, that's a part of the whole genre because they know more men are going to watch, mm-hmm. and they probably going women going to watch. Okay, uh, and I and I because get that. she's a woman. Yes, yeah, so when we're talking about analysts, but we're talking about literally the assistant GM coaching yeah. the teams. Yeah. we've got them. We've got them refereeing a, a few speckled that, in here and that's right good. now. That's and the, good. And the Spurs hired that a couple of years ago. Uh, was it last year? I think. Yeah, it was. Becky. What's her name? And now she got a head coaching job in WNBA. Mm-hmm. Don Staley can lead men. I don't care what you say, because uh, you. She played the game. She's earned it. And She's the, earned yeah, it. and the way that she played the game, I think she could. And and I hope if she wants to do, I hope somebody give her a shot. Well, I, I'm but I'm concerned because again, can a woman? Because when at the end of the day, any head coach um, for a professional men's team has to deal with the egos of the players. They do. And is that a minefield that a woman can navigate without being thrown under the bus? <laughs> without ha- losing her mind or having to really work double or triple times harder than a man in order to be able to show and lead um, and have the team lead, follow back? That's a great question. She's, uh, you know, I think my approach to that would be, I'm going to call my guys in if I'm her. And I'm going to put it right there on the table right then. I'm going to say, look, guys, I ain't here to, to make no friends. I ain't here to do this or that. Uh, I'm going to teach you everything that, that I can. Uh, you guys going to teach me something too, I'm sure. But we got to work together. I don't need no ego problems. I don't need all that. And I think if, if you got to weed out the ones that's going to give you that. Now, I hope it ain't the star. You know it is. So, you know, I, I, that's you, a good you, question, though. That's you, a good you, question. You what you think. It, it is, it is a, a good question, and I think I think Tibur's right putting it out there early, just the elephant in the room, addressing it right then and there. And so everybody can just move on. Yeah. But I, I also, I think some of these superstars would have, you think James Harden, James Harden's going to, oh, you know, or, or Kyrie. LeBron, LeBron James. Or, like Kyrie. But some of these people are going to give men or women coaches. I mean, they're just right. going to give issues regardless, but right. I, I think the right kind of, uh, strong female leader can certainly do, I do too. And, and it could be like the the era of the NFL. A- NFL hired some very young coaches, and now it's a trend because Sean McVay All the young did a lot of, of of one one right. quick, one early, and now look, there's six or seven young coaches. I think the same thing could be said with with this setting this precedent. Right. What you? I mean, uh, you asked uh, LeBron, what you gonna do? Not play for me because you don't like me? You know what, what you what you gonna do? Let the fans down. We, we've seen moves made because the players aren't happy. We've seen it happen, mm-hmm. and I think that when it comes to the product, um, the locker room is an important piece of that. And yep. if the locker room isn't together, then it's gonna affect the on court play. But it's interesting. We're talking about you know having women as referees now, and I remember I, I coached a it was a basketball tournament. You know, not even anything professional when i tell you i caught hell um just just as a referee um any call i made any anything i said or did was questioned i'm sure and and it was it it really you know it really shook my confidence and i'm like i know i know basketball what are you talking about but i second guessed myself 
because these men gave me these looks like, why are you even here? You should be on the sideline somewhere. So there is an unspoken rule. There is an unspoken line. There's an unspoken locker room that women walk into every day when they have to come and be a part of a male dominated profession. And I, I, whether it's sports, whether it's in the boardroom, it happens. And, but you have to give credit to these women because their resumes have to be that impressive to even give them opportunities like this, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think also Mo that if we look at the, uh, nitty gritty of it <clears throat> women handle households every day every day okay so y- you can't tell me that women don't manage people they manage people every day in their house they got to manage their husband they got to manage their children and they they got to manage their house so when you go to a broader scale she's managing people she's managing the office and uh She's making decisions that affect everybody's life, just like she does at home. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you can't when you when you're an organization and you're losing every year, you you're never in the top tier. Why not give somebody else a chance with a different look? Because these men that's doing it ain't getting it done. Not getting right. it done. Right. Not getting it done at all. So that's that's my take on that. Do I think women can lead? Yes. Yes, I do. Will they be given the opportunity and will it will it come with extra baggage? Yes. Yeah. A lot of baggage. You're going to have the mainstays, OG. You're going to have the ones. You know, we can go off into the other thing, too, but I ain't going to do it. But what's the other thing? You know, the other thing. What's the other thing? OG, go ahead and tell them what you got. (laughs) <laughs> why are you throwing it on OG yeah because I don't want to go into that but it's it's the same type of uh thinking uh, you know do we think a black man can be a head coach do, uh, do we, you understand what I'm saying yeah and then the old guys don't want to let that go you know and then so we're gonna have that with the women too mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's hey we've always done it this way there's never been women like that kind of old school mindset. Yeah. And I mean, we can look at w- where we've had success with the young NFL head. I mean, that was a big change, but now look, it's, it's caught on and it's, it's going to be tough adjustment at first, but certainly with some early success, it just, it opens the doorways, but yeah, I, I there's always going to be those, those sticklers and just, well, people it, it's that push. interesting that y'all are, y'all are, you know, pointing out the devils with the horns in terms of the opposition who just really would not go for women in leadership roles, but okay. Every last one of you in here has been married. How do you feel when your wife tells you what to do? Honestly, relieved. You lie. Nah, that's not a lie, bro. Like I, trying to figure out dinner i'm like dude just tell me what to make i will make whatever if she were to, to if she were to tell try to tell you how to do something that you do well uh-huh. or, that, or that she that you do more than she does i cook how would you feel i cook so she better not tell me how to cook you see what, see so what i'm saying go, exactly there's my point <laughs> but it's not it's not about it's not about gender it's about uh quality you know if i'm already good at something and you really can't tell me nothing. But how many how well, many men I, well, would make the I'm, argument that the woman has never played I'm in the you, NBA I've and therefore yeah, does not well, let, let me going back to what you said, Mo. Uh now I'm gonna tell you, being a young father like I was, I was married at 22. I was a young, I was a basically a child being married in my eyes. 
yeah, I was trying to establish who who I was as a father, as a husband, and you know, but life has taught me that your partner is exactly what that that's your partner. My wife basically made me who I am today because she was so smart. Uh, we worked together as a team mm -hmm. so well. I valued her opinion on almost everything that I did. Mm -hmm. So, but that I have to, by me in the household now, by me being the so-called head of the house, she allowed me to be that. You understand? Mm -hmm. But if I fought against it, she didn't allow me. I mean, you know, she she came back at me. But all I had to do was be the man without a lot of, can I say noise or I don't know how to say it, but you have to find that happy medium where she allows you because there's a respect factor. Okay. Yeah. When you don't, long as you keep that respect, she will allow you to leave. But here's the, but, but again, that therein lies the problem uh -huh. because the there respect. is there's an, a, a a tradition of the natural hierarchy being the man as the head. Yeah. But we're talking about a woman now juxtaposing and becoming the head. Yeah. So she's the one that's going to be leading and making the decisions. Right. And 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 so again, will that be a struggle for men who yes. are used? Yeah. I, I believe it will. What and, you got, OG? I think, and just my my. Uh, you know, boss at, at home. I mean, but, but she like, she's, she does these things and I do these things and it meshes well. And she always jokes that like the man is the house of the head or head of the house, uh -huh. but, but the women is the neck that turns the head, you know, any which <laughs> <That's> way. <right. laughs> yeah. We but, know every week when you fly it out of here, right. Drew. <laughs> but, but, but just like, for this to work with the the partner the the gm the the leadership of the team has to set that precedence or or the, the respect factor will not be there it, you you got to keep that and that's what they got to keep with with the women because once they lose respect for that's it there you go i if, mean if they ever had it yeah the, you know speaking of my you know beloved beloved late wife this show that was hers she gave me that you understand? Just right off the block, just like that. She gave me that mm -hmm. because she knew what I loved. And and when I came up with, and I said, man, we need a sports talk show in Cartersville, at blah, blah, blah. And she said, I got it. The Couch Potato Sports Report, just like that. Boom. And I said, what? You're a genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's, that, that's where I, I, I and, and I, and I, 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 I I wish every day that she could be here to mm. see what she yeah. created. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and when I say that we were a team, we, we, she was my ace in the hole. I, I, you know, we could talk about it all and she would give me these great ideas because she had so much more vision mm. than I did about anything. You respected her brilliance. Yes. And you weren't intimidated by it. No. But you treat her as an equal, which yeah. which is the, I mean that that but, but, right there. But here, but look, OG, it's got to be more than equal if she's leading. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, it, yeah, you but know? but I will not deny that I wasn't hard headed a lot because I said I'm that you know we gonna do it like this, and but I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. Because when you saying you the man, 
you try i'm trying to show you i'm the man and it's gonna be like this but i learned how to navigate that and that's why i say if she could see who i was now wow you know what i mean yeah i think that she would say you've grown a lot wow you know yeah what you got dex i think the one word that hasn't been mentioned throughout this entire conversation is credibility we kind of goosed over it with you know pat summit if pat summit walked in to like the clippers you know uh room they knew who she was because she had already had that 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 portfolio of credibility yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. as good as don saley is there may be some people that, that don't feel like she has that that credibility so i think if she came in as let's say an assistant coach on a team that was already credible and then somebody else needed somebody that was credible from that team she's already been lent that credibility from somebody else i'm not saying that she needs it but in the eyes of people that need somebody like her that's what they need Yeah. yeah yeah so 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 women may have to take a little longer to get there because they've got to earn that that cred and credibility i think if i walked into that into that same locker room and tried to be a head coach i would be facing the exact same thing i think it's literally just credibility i i mean as much as you know we like to say that gender is and gender whatever but if pat summit walked in she's a woman and but they know her yeah she's earned her cred bro she's more than earned her cred yeah but you know and i'm not saying that somebody else hasn't what I'm saying is for the people that are on the cusp of, you know, going one way or another with her, I think that's what they need. I think all the right people, if she's put in the right situation, they, they'd love to have her. Is it because of Pat's resume? Uh, not, I mean, it's, it's kind of speaks for itself. Because I've been mean her too, not Pat. She get in your hand. <laughs> yeah, like she's but, already but, set that reputation. But Don, Don Staley, argue, I mean. Don get in your hand too. Don's, <laughs> Don's earned it as a player yeah, and a coach. And, and a coach. Like, yeah. I mean, that's maybe a little, she doesn't have as many titles but as Pat, but she certainly earned it in multiple ways. And see, definitely Dawn could teach a lot of these young, like in this draft last night, she could teach these boys the world. They don't know basketball right. yet. All they know is running up and down the court, trying to slam and go through their legs and all that. <laughs> but she's going to teach them the ins and the outs of the game. And that's what you got to respect about her. All right, so last, last question here. So uh phil jackson all about the triangle defense and and it's shown to have success uh yeah is is did he have a challenge because the knicks players didn't couldn't grasp that concept because they're so young and and inexperienced and and underdeveloped i i think um you gotta have the right players to run that offense and they gotta fully buy into it you know the Bulls had Michael Jordan, and if you came and played with Michael and he believed in something, you're going to grab on to that. He'll you make know? you grab. I mean, Michael, yeah, he Michael was get yeah, up. He was, a, he, was a, he was a dick. Right. And he's going to make you grab onto it. And I think with the Knicks, I just don't think that they had the, the type of players. Yeah. That strong player leadership. Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting. Well, uh, this is the last note um, before, we, before we move on. But. So Sue Bird um, announced she's retiring. Sue Bird has an impressive resume yeah. as a player. How many times have we seen men in the NBA in their career, Jason Kidd, hello, who goes straight into coaching? 
So if, if your theory holds true about the credibility being a factor and then being taken seriously, then we should see Sue Bird naturally gravitate to some type of coaching position, possibly in the NBA. Do she want to coach though? I'm sure she does. Okay. I mean, I would want to. If she if she wants to coach, you know, I, I think she's gonna run into the same thing that all women run into. I, I just do. I just old school men, they still around. Yeah. And they the ones that block all this. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a Venn diagram of people that of teams that need her and the teams that will accept her. And mm, she's gonna yeah. fit somewhere in that middle. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers might accept her, but you know, they're probably already set. You know what I mean? Uh, Golden State would accept her, but they're already set. Yeah. Is with New York? Well, she got to go you to know? Charlotte. I thought, I thought Lisa Leslie was in the front office for the no. Lakers for a little bit. Uh, well, no. She might have been. But. I mean, she, I, yeah, she was at one point. Um, but but that's but that's where that's at. You know, there's there's only so many teams. There's only so many of those positions. It's very nepotistic. You know what I mean? People. Mm. Yeah, there's know. only so many owners that are open to that. That's concept. what I mean. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Other coaches, yeah. other players. You know, it's all the same. Yeah. Mike need to try something in Charlotte because he still ain't winning. Okay. And then he went back, got the coach steady fire. <laughs> All right, folks, stay with us here on the Couch Day Sports Report. When we come back, we'll talk some Braves. Chop, chop. <laughs> Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777 7718. Again, I'm Todd Dino with the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 7718. We are head bobbing. We are head bobbing here. Loving that, loving that bumper music. Okay, okay, Dex, that's, yeah. Dex. <laughs> so you're telling me we need video in here now, right? Absolutely. We're busting up. We're busting up. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have to do a night of karaoke or something. Uh, that's, it's, yeah, let y'all turn loose. Dex the, on the pins and the twos. 
No, the who? <laughs> you meant to say one. Right. Time, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they only had, you know, one turntable that they had to share with the entire county oh, when he was younger. So you that's know, it. That's it. Bro. Mm-hmm. The Braves. They uh, the streak is over, but they took a three out of four from the Giants. Um, OG, I'm gonna ask you because we already know what T Bird's gonna say. Are you starting to believe? Finally, I think now we're making some progress. The, like what what Mo and I talked about last week. This is quality wins against the Giants. Giants are a winning team in the West. We're, we're likely gonna gonna see them, you know, potentially in the playoffs. That they're definitely a playoff contender. These are the wins that matter. We got we start three against the Dodgers. Uh, oh, you know, this will really this stretch will really define where we are as a team right now. I agree with you, but all the all the wins matter. All the wins matter. I, and I, I I know your point. I'm glad we beat the Giants to show that we can beat the good teams. And and you're right. Both of y'all are right. We have to we have to win these games. And if we can get uh what we if we can get two out of three from LA, that would be great. You know? Speaking of LA, are are you ready? Are you are you prepared? Oh, to yeah. see, you know who? Yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're presenting his ring. Yeah, his ring, so. we're gonna say his name tonight. We're gonna say Freddie's name because Freddie was on the radio crying like a baby today because of the emotion of coming back to Atlanta. Did y'all hear the interview he did? Oh, mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, and I think it was very legitimate because he talked about when he was in Rome, all the way up through uh, Gwinnett and and to the Braves and. You know, but at the same time, with all of that, uh, I still believe if Freddie wanted to be a Brave, he he would have been a Brave. So apparently, there was a piece of him that didn't want to be a Brave because, OG, if your agent is handling your money to a team that you've been to, been they raised you, you won the world, just won the World Series with them. <clears throat> And yeah, you trust your agent, but you're gonna tell me that you ain't a locked in on the conversations that's going on, so you'll know, so you can make that decision. No, take that's take that. That's what I want right there. So apparently that's a uh because Freddie said that you know he didn't know what was going on. How you gonna not know, you know, what's going on with your money, you know, and 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 the team that raised you and and brought you right here. And we, when you, when you stretch it all out, we only talking about a couple of mil here to that over the terms of the, uh, of the contracts. So I, when I listen to that interview, Freddie sounds sincere and it's, it's this and that, but uh, you know, I got mixed emotions about it. I really do. I, I, you can't tell me that he didn't know and, and he'd wake up one day and his agent would tell him where he's playing next. I don't buy that for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like you said, it's a couple of million. And by the time the tax man, like that's what I'm saying. It's pennies here, but it's the loyalty and chasing the dollar. He, he may not have, he may have got the big contract and the flashy this in, in LA. And there, there's more to the story. I think his wife had a lot to do with it too. Cause she looked, she was out of here before they was out of here. She was. She she's already on Rodeo Drive. Right? She was out of here before they was out of here. <laughs> so so I, I I just I, you know I got mixed emotions about it. So can but, can can the can the Braves 
I make a statement against the Dodgers. In yes, they they can. How many how many games are they gonna take? Well, like I say, the Dodgers are a great team. Freddie just made them that much better. Everybody hit in they lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we can win two out of three, we plan a three game set. It's gonna be full every night. If we can win two out of three, that's a big statement because we beat them one game up there. They won what? They beat us two games to one up there. It's about us winning series and not get caught up in the Freddie. Once the game start, Freddie is our enemy, and mm-hmm. and and we got to play the game, and we gotta we gotta hit them bat for bat because up and down their lineup, they have got hitters. Yeah. Period. Right now, up and down our lineup. We got hitters. But do I think that paper for paper, player for player, are we a better team than the Dodgers? I got to get an edge to the Dodgers. I, I, I think I really consistency-wise, the Dodgers are, are certainly more consistent. Our bats are are kind of like roller coaster. I mean, we just don't know who's going to show up at, at night or not. But That's right. Yeah, this is a, I think, a very defining 10 game stretch we you know a couple of several games well 11 days with the four against the giants three dodgers and then three against the phillies yeah uh, you know yeah. divisional these next 10 games or you know where the, the 10 games, that's pivotal i mean this is going to really define where we are and and i mean test our our kind of fortitude so to say for making that playoff run and yes it's a long season we're not to the all-star break yet but this is this is defining we're four games. What did I say at the beginning of the year? We're four. If we're within four or five games at the All-Star break, we we right there. We four games out right now playing good baseball. Now, if this, we, if this, we lose three, though, these next – we'll be seven out. If the Mets lose. Oh, I mean, if true, the Mets true. win. If the Mets win. So, don't, don't Debbie down on me, OG. Now – this is the thing that I see with us. Okay, Dansby is playing out of his mind. Michael Harris is has been so good for our team. It's opened up so many other avenues. But when I look at our, us against them in situations, if they got a run at second and third and we got a run at second and third, the chances of them bringing at least one of those runs is the edge goes to them. We just don't do that enough and you've got to do that you've got to continuously add on in the game last night we had the Giants beat but they came back if uh who's that if Dansby Dansby hit a home run if somebody did something late to get us that next run you know what I'm saying but the Dodgers they they don't necessarily do that when they got runners on with less than two outs they drive those runs in but you know what I what okay? This is I've got a litmus test for the Braves during this series with the uh, Dodgers. I think that you know, hearing that Freeman was was tearful. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is going to be an emotional series for him, probably just as much for his former teammates. I would really like to see some true passion in the way that the Braves play. Just to sh- just to kind of show us, you know what, and show when him. we when we need to when we need to dig deep mm-hmm. when we're passionate and we we when we feel like we are our backs are against the wall that we're pushed or prodded mm-hmm. um, or emotional, um, we can come through. So just to see a passionate, just gutsy win, just one, just take, just give us one, 
um, would really kind of make me excited and feel more optimistic about down the road when 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 the race does get tighter and when the games do matter more. Well, you know they call in Dansby right now the leader of this team, and he's he showed it on the field. And Dansby and Freddie were just like that. It hurt Dansby when Freddie left, mm-hmm. and so I would love to see us really take command of this series mm-hmm. and show them that. We beat you last year. Mm -hmm. We had you beat the year before, but we're going to beat you again today. So we got to get a good combination of pitching and and, uh, hitting with runners on base. We've got to get those runs in less than two outs with runners in score position. We have to get those runs in. You talked about liking liking the position that Harris is is batting in and and just really liking how. I love that. So talk talk, to me more about why why you think this worked, how it's going to end up working uh in the long run if they keep this lineup okay it, what you got with michael harris in the ninth spot you got the bottom feet in the top okay when you get your seven eight nine hitters that are hitting at the bottom like we doing currently you feed in the top look who you got coming up when you got runners on base ronald lacuna He's slipping a little bit right now, but that's okay. I mean, he'll, he's going to come out of it's it. It's a long season, Mo. It's, long right. season. Well, he, he's going to come out of it. Start, matter of fact, probably going to be starting right field in the All-Star game. Anyway. So, <laughs> what I'm, but you understand what I'm saying? Michael Harris, the guy reminds me of a young Tony Gwynn. That's a big statement because he does. I, I, I watch the Braves every day of my life, and – the, the situations he's came up in, big situations, uh, they pitching him outside. They pitching him. You know what he did? He went right with the pitch, left field, base hit. Then he went to right field. But, I mean, just just looks like he's comfortable, comfortable in the outfield. He don't have no pressure on him in the ninth spot. So you can let him grow and bloom right there and just let him flourish. And he's going to – that's just like having two leadoff hitters, nine and, ten, nine and one. So I'm 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 so this guy should be playing center field the rest of the year. Hmm, you're that impressed? Yes, I am. I really am. He'll probably come back to earth a little bit. Like I mean, when you make when they adjust, then you gotta adjust back to the pitchers. And he's he's done that. They changed his hands a little bit. Love his swing. Just he's fast. He catches everything in the outfield. Uh, you know I. Right now, I'll put us up against anybody. Our pitching is good. Uh, I'm loving us right now. But this, like OG say, against these teams right here, you gotta you gotta man up and show them what you're made of. Well, you mentioned you mentioned Dansby and you mentioned Harris as if they're kind of carrying the team right now. Um, OG, are they that significant and important in the Braves making a run and really moving up to the top of the division? I, I think so because you don't normally have your best hitter as a shortstop and, and and it's like having an extra kind of you know power hitter or maybe just productive bat that's not maybe typical and so you're just getting that that extra threat um at the plate uh, you know austin riley certainly carrying us in in a lot of a lot of these offensive categories and and you, you expect that but Dansby's kind of that that extra extra weapon a little deeper in the lineup, and then like, like T Bird said, Harris is um, in the nine slot is perfect because it it comes right around the horn, and it's not like it trails off and then picks back up at one again. We we go full circle. I 
I'm still just waiting for for my my favorite player to uh, be productive. I will mention that Adam Duvall hit two home runs in one game the other week. I will mention that Adam Duvall hit the game winning hit the other night that drove in the run that we uh, with the walk off hit. So you know what, Adam Duvall is doing exactly what he need to do. He'll crawl out of, but it's good when you got a good team. So when you slumping. You can you can come in at different times where you need it, and I think as the season gets hotter, gets warmer, it's hot, it's hundred degrees. You're gonna see more balls flying out from Adam Duvall, and uh, he's concentrating on uh, line to line now. You know you got to change your approach, and that's what he did the other night. Did you see him with the walk off hit? You didn't see him. I did okay. not see it. He T-Bird. didn't see him. I did not see <laughs> it. I'm glad yeah, he got one. Say. I'm glad he got one. One uh, hit. One it hit was that, where big, it, when it mattered. It was a, when it mattered. It mattered. I'm, and when he hit the two home runs in one game the other day, you didn't see that either, did you? You know, but it's it's when they matter. It, he hits these home runs late in the game when when the game's already over. Like, <laughs> wait, that don't wait matter. A that, that doesn't when matter. When he hit them two home runs the other day, they mattered big time. When he hit that uh, base hit the other night, that yes. they matter. You're I'm glad that about he's last year. I'm glad he's starting to get. He he's still struggling. It's been three months in this long season. I'm just waiting for him to really get going because right now I'm still pitching him right down the middle and daring him to keep beat me. Keep doing it. You just I will. Keep he's doing. leading the, the team in strikeouts and and one but of the talk worst about productivity. What he just did though, OG. You got to understand baseball. Talk about what he just did. Matter of fact, in left field, best glove in left field. Did you see the catches that he made the other night? Look, I'm, don't what, nobody what care. I'm, I ain't waiting. What I'm saying on the average right now. Austin Riley has a lot of strikeouts, but I would. I'm scared to pitch Austin Riley down the middle because he's productive. He spreads the ball around. He's got home runs, doubles, triples. Duvall is is he's a he's a heavy hitter. He's gonna he's gonna hit a home run or or, or he's a big gonna hit. strike out. Or he's but gonna strike he out. got a base hit the other night to win the game. When you know this is what happened. You get a walk off. You get a base hit. The run at second base comes around to score the game over. Everybody I, go home. I back. understand That's how it what works. He did. I understand how that works. <laughs> I'm just I just want to see more of it. I just I just want to see more of it. He hit two home runs in one game in the big game that we that we were behind in two two home runs. But you don't care nothing about that. What Come on, I just, say, I just said, I'm glad he started. I just, I want him to get out of this slump. And that is how to, to do too. it. That's how to but do it. But the way you get out of a slump is gradually. You get out of well, it gradually. Well, it's been three months, T-Bird. How you, gradual you got to go? Three months. How long is a baseball season? Six months. It's a long season, It's, it's a long, long season. season. So he's got three months. With, okay. And we're four months. games out. Just wanted to make that. All right. Dex, what you got? Um, You, you could tell that those... um. That his productivity counts with those home runs be- because they scored it. They put it on the board. It literally counts. I I, I understand. <laughs> and it. Ca- I'm just talking you know about. He, he don't get matter. it. He don't get hits. it, do he, Dex? I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, if they, they put it on the board, it means it counts. Yes. I, I Okay. Relevant hits in, in a game that's already a blowout and you hit a home run. Like, that's irrelevant. Yes. That wasn't yes, no blowout. Where you getting that from? It wasn't no blowout, OG. I'm saying as you're bringing up stuff the, from last year. Last year is over. A couple of weeks ago, the 
the night after the game I went to. And okay. you, oh, Duval hit his home run. Well, the game they already won the game. It don't matter. At that but point. when he in a slump, that's helping him. It's been three months. How long is this slump going to be? He won a game the other night. If uh, two months ago, so he, he does that mean, get does that that mean the slump is over? No, but it okay. means that he's gradually coming back. And he's saving you runs in left field. He caught two balls the other night that were legitimate hits in a crucial part in the game. So he, if he ain't giving you all offense, he's giving you some defense. So you're going so to DH and put put Harris over there. In, I mean, no, Harris is your center field. See, you, 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 you jumping off the boat and going over here trying to find something. Cheer for the man. Because if you would have been at the game the other night, and Adam Duvall would have been up and got the hit to score the run from second base. And he came home. We won the game. Everybody went out. You would have went off uh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say you wouldn't. <laughs> I, I want the guy to see. I just, I right now, today, until this slump is over, however long it's going to be, I'm pitching him right down the middle. I don't. I don't care. I think, but I would not do that to Austin Riley or, or some of these other heavy hitters. Y'all that are have- just not going to agree on this guy. Last one before we go to break. Uh, you talked about Dansby being so productive. Is he? Is is he all, an all star? Yes. Period. Yes. He, Dansby should be starting in the all star game. I think it's. I forget who who the other all star. I mean, uh, shortstop is that he's going against Dansby Swanson plays. He's one of the top three shortstops in the game right now. He's hitting homers. He's hitting for average. Just big time play after play. The leader of that infield, like like your uh, shortstop should be. Uh, he's like the quarterback in the infield. And Snicker's going to be the coach in the All-Star game, so you know Dansby going to be there. And he should get voted in. Having a, They even talking about Dansby a little bit uh, MVP conversation right now because of the way he's playing. You know, it's interesting. Well, your thoughts, is he an all-star? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's certainly got the defensive prowess and, and almost always has, but now he's really got the bat going. And and what is it, the five, you want to be a five-two five five play? He's, he's, he's got five, you could argue right now. And so he absolutely, speed, he's earned it. Hitting, power, um, the glove, uh, you know, it, He's just he's he's really leading this team when we really need a leader. And he Dance was a veteran now, but Dan, what's Dan's 27, 28? So, and he's a free agent. And the Braves need to go ahead Uh-oh. and sign him Uh-oh. and don't let it get to you're not gonna find a better shortstop in the league right now. You better go on and sign him and don't let it get to like you did with Freddie. Well, you know, it's interesting. Y'all y'all mentioned Dansby, you mentioned Harris. But you have not said a word about Matt Olson. I was just gonna say, like, kind of almost expect Matt Olson to be there, but Dansby has has just I don't know whether it's just through natural or 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 it's just whatever. But Dansby's definitely the leader of the team, and and I don't know. I don't well, know. Are you surprised by that? Uh, not really, because I think when Freddie left, Dansby knows he's he's got to get to another level. Because it's it's money time for Dansby. Mm-hmm. And he knows if he's going to get the contract that he's looking for, you got to show leadership and you got to be on the field like he's playing now. And I think he's doing all of that. But Matt Olson, right now he's a doubles machine. He hit two homers the other day in the game too. They've adjusted his hands a little bit too. I, me personally, I think Matt Olson has a long swing 
And and I think that's part of his problem. His swing is so long. It takes it too long to get through the zone. But if Matt o, he ain't never hit for average like OG said last week. But if, if Olsen can hit 265, 270. We'll take it. And I'll take that all day long because he's got a good glove at first base. You know, before it was getting in his head, I think. He, he was just out of it. But I think he's coming around. He's getting a lot more comfortable with the team, with the players. And I think he'll be fine. But that's where all the other players come in to help you care. So when your key players get to money time, they money. Yeah, I think you got to write the check to to Dansby now because we don't want to let it let it get and, and risk the chance of losing him. But what about what about Acuna? Is he the leader that you expected, or, or is he? What do you what do you what's your take on his leadership? I, I think Ron will be fine. You got to think he's still he he's still his mind and body ain't complete yet. Coming back from that injury, so I think that still plays a little bit in his mind. Uh, that's you know he's in a little slump right now, but I still want that Ron Lacuna on the field better than I do anybody else because he's gonna come out of it. When he was in Chicago, he hit some bombs, but that wind just snatched it back in. I mean it did. And uh, so say if he in Atlanta knows go out, then maybe this week he he's a little bit different. So he just got to keep playing. He's pretty much playing every day now, and I think Acuna be fine. I know 31 other teams that would love to have him. I agree. I agree. You're right about that. All right, folks. Stick with us. to wrap things up here on the Capital Sports Report and get into Tell Me Why I'm Wrong. I know we're looking forward to that. Y'all stay with us. All right, folks, we are back here on the Couch Chase Works Report. If y'all could be a fly on the wall during these breaks, I'm telling you, you learn, you learn a few things. You learn a few things. All right, gentlemen, just to kind of do some random talk real quick. Arch Manning, the heir apparent, the next great quarterback in the NFL, even though he hasn't even graduated high school yet, um, is made his choice. Um, he snubbed Georgia, which I don't, I never thought he had a chance. But he chose Texas. What are your thoughts? A little surprising, especially because the Mannings are, are you know, SC, they're an SEC family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, out on a limb, Texas. But but again, Texas program as a whole, maybe he's thinking that their their platform is big enough. They got their own channel on mm-hmm. TV. I mean, maybe that's that's his mindset there. Texas football is huge, and he has an opportunity to do what his uncle did in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, but Texas. They're not in the SEC, right? No. no. So I would have thought he would have stayed in the SEC no matter who he went it's to. It's packed in the SEC, not, though. But, 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 but what I'm saying is I didn't think that he was going to go to Georgia, but I thought he would have picked a SEC school like uh, – what's his name? Not Peyton, but uh, – Eli. Eli went Miss. to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, you know, is that not omission? Yes, you did. What? I said the same thing you're saying. No, but what I'm saying is Ole Miss need an Arch Manning. They need an Arch Manning, but Arch Manning need Ole Miss. Arch Manning needs an opportunity to not play in someone else's shadow. And by going to Texas, I I, I think it's a that brilliant is, move. Yes, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I just don't see him in Texas. I just don't see him. I like Texas. I, I, I think that, you know, it's been a long time coming for them to – um, get back to the dominance that they had, and I think that but having is there, a quarterback is, is like there this, offensive scheme? Well, I'm sure they'll, they'll, get, they'll make they'll it work. They'll, they'll make it work. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so, but yeah, Texas has taken kind of a back seat in the last I don't mm-hmm. know, almost ten years or so. Yeah, uh, but I think this is his stage, and mm-hmm. and it's a big enough it's a big enough program that can that can handle it and take him to the next level. Here's 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 what is important. It's it's all about we talk about college being, you know, the the where you groom yourself, where you learn, where you kind of get the reps. Playing for a rabid fan base like the Texas Longhorns goes a lot toward building lot some money. nerve, building building, you know, some confidence and learning how to play through criticism and, and play. Oh, they'll through, turn yeah, on you quick. Real quick. So I, I I think it's a brilliant move. It may not. They they may not probably won't win a national championship. But wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't we be surprised if they were in the conversation? Yeah, I, I'm sure that that was a, a conversation that they all had together, because believe it or not, Archie controls that. He he he. How do you know? I know he does, because <clears throat> Archie didn't want Eli to play in San Diego, and Eli didn't. You feel me? He didn't want Eli to play in San Diego. And Eli didn't. So that's all I'm saying. So they, I'm sure they all had, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he conferred. <laughs> what you laughing at? You don't believe that? I just, not, it, no. this is not a business. Uh, it, it is a business. They're not it, the it mafia. Is. They're not a cartel. It, it is, but, but. The Mannings. They call them the Mannings. That's what they call them. They're not pushing anyway. They call, yeah, yes, they are. They call them, they got the Manning quarterback school. They do. Yeah. They call them the Manning. Do you blame them? I mean, look at from, from dad what to I'm the tr- sons. I, you don't think that Archie kids. is the Don? No. The Archie is the Don. Yes, it is a business decision, but you can't tell me that he's forced to go wherever Archie I'm not says. saying he's forced. That's what I, you made it seem like. I'm just over. saying that they all agreed, I guarantee you. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a big decision, a lot of input. Got, but, man, you've got a big, big shoes to fill in the family, at least. I mean, you're the third quarterback in the in a family of excellent quarterbacks. His daddy is Cooper. Bless his heart. That's his. Cooper. That's Cooper. Yeah. That's his daddy, Cooper. Yeah, he was a yeah. receiver. And not did not make he much did, of a splash. He, he didn't make it. Well, but if you had, notice that the cartel got Cooper in television, though, didn't it? Right. They're the Mannings. Cooper had a spine uh, disease, which um, instead of cutting his life or his, you know, mm-hmm. mobility short, he decided to cut his career mm-hmm. short. So they, it wasn't like he wasn't incapable. He was, right. He was a good ball player. He just he had uh, this numbness in his toes and fingers and they they took him to the hospital and gave him the bad news so it's not like he's not capable so and what did the manning mob do they got him in tv didn't nobody even know who cooper was then all of a sudden cooper covered stuff on fox (laughs) (laughs) you tell me let's switch gears a little (laughs) bit i'm I'm just gonna say uh one name and just one word 
and just go. Just whoever. Kyrie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even entertain Kyrie. He just uh 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 all the talent in the world. I would love to have him on my team if he would come to work. Just creating controversy. Just, just I'm tired of Kyrie. I'm over him. It's yeah. always something. Yeah, always something. He he is a bit of a uh, you know drama. He likes to stir the pot with his uh, big bold statements and and what and I mean he's a he's an excellent player when he wants to be can do everything everything but i mean look at look at kind of the downfall in cleveland that's where you kind of noticed uh, there's something a little different here um just, just i just yeah i it, too much i just I have no words you're not that great kind of, like like you don't have that kind of power you you're don't not want LeBron. you don't want him here in atlanta oh no no he would destroy what little bit we got yeah because he wouldn't play you know and then he gonna give them an ultimate or a, a list of teams that he would go to in case uh, they can't reach a deal. Like, who does he think he is? I mean, I, 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 and and see, let me tell you what you got to start doing with these type of players. The league, you just got to say, okay, bro, your your days of playing in this league are over. I don't care how good you are. You can't let these guys, no matter how much it's a guy league, you can't let them be bigger than the league. You can't do it. But the bad thing is that some some sub five hundred team will yeah. will pick him up and take the risk because it's it's some wins. He's going to bring you some wins and some fans, and it. I I hate that that is the case, but I mm. just if uh, if Kyrie came to Atlanta, he say, okay, I'm gonna play fifty games for you. They'll take it. <laughs> they'll take it. It'll get the fans in the seat. Just yeah, but it, uh, it'll get the fans in the seat. Isn't, isn't that why we signed Shaq for like two point two seconds? Who? It was didn't Shaq not Shaq? No, um, Rasheed Wallace. Yes. <laughs> well, he was. It, it was in the midst of a trade. Yeah, he, he played like one game. He though. played one game, had twenty points. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. They got him to trade him. He was just doing like this, moving through. Well, we can do that with Kyrie. Oh, I don't want. To, I don't even want to deal with that. All right, all right, OG, you're up. Tiber, get me fired up here during mm-hmm. the break. Here, I'm, I'm ready to come. Deep in breath, hot. gentlemen. Deep breath. T Bird. I really enjoy, I love the NBA uh, lottery draft, and I feel like all major sports should adopt this because it's something new and different and exciting, and it's change. Instead of this boring thing, and you got teams maybe you're trying to lose, and you, you hear that every once in a while. It's, guess get some excitement, some fun. Just There's no guarantees in it. Just, hey, it's a lottery. T- take your shot and go. And I think, why not? Why doesn't the NFL do that, T-Bird? Tell me why I'm wrong. Why don't the NFL have a lottery instead of all this the boring way they do it now? Like, what you mean? What you talking about? The 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 NBA with the lottery and who gets first pick? Uh huh. I feel like that uh, that should be adopted in all major sports drafts. Well, the the NBA does it by I'm trying to get which here, but the NBA does the NFL does it by they go from it's who got the worst record, inverse order that of records. Yes. The the way you draft. Correct. The the lottery is kind of like that similar too. But so you the, don't have as many players. So the 14 teams that do not make the playoffs are entered into the, the lottery. And yeah. then the worse your record is, the the more kind of balls you get. Yeah. So so you want me to tell you why 
I think all major all the major sports drafts should adopt this kind of philosophy, and, and maybe not like, to this extent, but let's let's do something new like, and different. No, I don't like the lottery. Uh, I'm, why? That's why I'm telling you you're wrong. Why? I don't I don't like the lottery. I just think I think the way the NFL does it, that that kind of helps keep the parity that that they're looking for, because teams need talent. And when you when you when you do that lottery, then you got to do the balls to see who's gonna get the first pick. I don't like that. But then you got teams jockeying for position to lose. And every couple of years, we hear when there's the next Trevor Lawrence <laughs> or the next great quarterback or the franchise, you know, whatever. You got teams trying to lose at the end. We we hear about it. Every coach is gonna say, "No, I play to win." Yeah. But come on now, come on. T-Bow. I don't know. I mean, I I, I like it. I, I got to say, I like it the way it is. I think if you come up with something that's a little bit more uh, transparent, maybe, is that, is that the right word? Maybe that would be better. But right now, I, I don't want to go to no just lottery. Give me something football. new and fresh. I just I just don't want this boring thing. Like, yeah, you got the contract for the first draft pick half the time already done. Like, come on, give me something. Just give me, give me something excited to, well, to football, watch. Football and basketball are a little bit different now. Because you ain't dealing with as many players. I mean, I mean, in basketball, you know, you're only dealing with, what, 32, 56 players? He was about to have a conniption. What is it, Dave? Oh, my God. Okay. I, it's, 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 I, I, he started to say it, and I've had it for, like, the last five minutes. Okay. What it is, is if you're a, ban- a brand-new player, let's say you make the starting five, right? That means you have a 20% chance to make a difference on that team. One in five, right? If you're a football player and you just happen to make the the team, let's say you don't start or something like that, you you have a less than two percent chance of changing the trajectory. That's why football does not have a lotto for that. I understand where you're coming from as far as like boring and everything, mm. but it's 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 just and you got but let's you got so many more players in football exactly but, but, that's the point but it? the first couple picks are always going to be quarterbacks running I, I, it's there's not, not a huge, no, no, not no, no, a, no 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 I, I know I understand but same thing with basketball there's five positions in basketball and every year there's a different position that's drafted first overall like there's there's only a handful of positions that are gonna you're gonna spend a number one pick overall on and those are gonna be major difference makers to the team the ones that change the trajectory. It's the it's I'm I'm just gonna say this, OG. No. Give me something. It doesn't have to be the lottery. Give me something new and fresh and just something to just change this monotony of, of the draft. It's just I, I tell you what, this is your assignment for next week. You come up with that idea and tell us what it is next week. What what would be better than what the NFL does right now? The lottery. No. No, they got the too many players. There's too many. There's too, too much players. chance in a lottery. T Bird doesn't like the chance. It's up to chance. I mean, yeah, most, most teams also they they'll pick a player knowing that they have trade value with that player. They fully yeah, know that I mean, they have trade value with that player. And then if you did a lottery with all the teams in the NFL, what if the team that won the Super Bowl get the first pick? They're not in the lottery. That's not how it works. Well, how many teams out of the 32 teams are going to be in the lottery? I have to do some math. I think it's 16, which is about as many as the NBA has. The NBA has 30 teams. The NFL has, what, 30, 32? So it's, it's, it's the same number of teams in the lottery. It's proportionate to the teams that make the playoffs. <laughs> they don't ever work in the NFL. 
I'm not saying it has to be the lottery. I just want something different, something that has just make me want to watch. Are you saying you like the way that the, the draft is running the NFL as it is? I, I'm I'm okay with it right now. I mean, if I if you found something that was good, you'd be open to it. Yeah, if I could find something that you know, but you got to give the teams that don't win a chance to get the good players. Yes, the lottery, yes. which is lottery. what the lottery does. So a Hunger Games type competition would. I ain't never watch Hunger Games. This it fight to the death. <laughs> well, maybe we don't have to go that far, but I'll work Our on whole that. Team would be dead, I'll work on that. Yeah, work on that, OG. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a good question, but you gonna have to come up with something revolutionary. Don't don't use on the air patent that thing. Sell it. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us tonight here on the Capital Tech Sports Report. It's Mo Better. T-Bird and the other guy. Thank y'all for joining us. Same time next week, 6 o'clock Fridays, Mission Road Studios. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. And bye-bye. We out. <laughs>